Welcome to Beside the Burn for Wednesday the 23rd of March. It's day 19 of our journey with 40 women uh, through Lent from Eden to Easter. And we're looking at a very familiar name today. And indeed that's going to lead us in to another familiar name tomorrow. Some of the women that we've looked at haven't even been given names in the Bible. Some of them are unfamiliar to us. But today very, very familiar. Today we come to Mara or Naomi as she's better known to us and we spent all that time in Advent working through the four chapters of the book of Ruth and it'll come as no surprise that tomorrow we're going to look at Ruth herself. And these two women have so much to teach us about our relationship with God and our journey with God. Today we're coming to Naomi, but she gives herself the name Mara, which means bitter. And we see from Naomi's life that she considers that she has had a terrible time and that all of this has come about because of God. Now, even though she is bitter at the way her life has turned out, she doesn't turn away from God. She trusts in him more because she recognises that God has a plan for her and that God is working out all these circumstances. And she maybe even realises that she has disobeyed God at times and therefore has ended up in this bitter situation. Normally in the Bible, whenever somebody changes their name, it's God that does the changing. So you have Jacob who becomes Israel whenever he is establishing this nation through his sons. You have Peter and um, Jesus uh, takes Simon and calls him Peter, the rock on which he's going to build his church. And we have Saul who becomes Paul. But in this particular case, it is Naomi who changes her name herself. Whenever the woman come out and they see that Naomi has returned, they say, could this be Naomi? And Naomi tells them, no, Naomi is gone. Naomi is no more. What you see in front of you is Mara, bitterness, because of all that has happened, because of all that has taken place. And it's God that has brought about the circumstances but it's Naomi that changes the name herself. So let's read together from Ruth chapter 1. We're going to read from verses 6 to 22. And we're going to see what was happening as Naomi decided to move from Moab back to her homeland in Bethlehem. As she decided to go back to where God's blessing could be found, having run away from that land. So let's hear God's word together. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. 
But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I'm too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then give birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord's hand has turned against me. And there's that key point where Naomi realises that it is better for her because of all that has happened, because of her circumstances of losing her husband and her sons, because she's in a foreign land, because she's far away from God's blessing. Her life is bitter. And it's not a a nice taste in her mouth anymore. Things have gone awry. They're not the way she expected them to be. But she sees hope for Ruth and Orpha and so she tells them to stay because they can have sweet lives. They can have lives that will work if only they go back home again. So in verse 14, at this they wept aloud again. Then Orpha kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law's going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realised that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. I know today is all about Naomi, But we can't let those couple of verses, 16 and 17, go past without saying about Ruth what a statement of commitment to the Lord Almighty and also to Naomi. Stating her faith, stating what that faith entailed and what that meant she was going to do. So verse 19. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the woman exclaimed, can this be Naomi? They're obviously looking at her and recognising her and remembering back to the woman who had left all these years before. Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. Amen. I think it's interesting from Naomi calling herself Mara and saying that her life is bitter. It's interesting because at no point does Naomi say that she is better? She talks about her life being better and how her life has turned out in bitterness, but it doesn't seem to have affected her in that same way. She knows that her life is not as sweet as it could be. Things have gone wrong. Things haven't worked out. But she doesn't seem to be harbouring bitterness in her heart. And that's an important distinction to make because for many of us, we can experience a better life. We can experience things that weren't the way that we wanted them to. Things change and we have troubles that we have to face. 
And for many, that results in a life that's bitter, but it then moves into their hearts and they become bitter. But that's not what Naomi does. Naomi keeps trusting in God even through the bitter life. She doesn't turn away from him. She doesn't blame him. She doesn't tell others that he is not to be trusted. She continues to trust and she even moves back to Bethlehem to receive his blessing. And that is a great lesson for us. That whenever life turns bitter, not to allow that bitterness into our hearts to change us, but to help us keep trusting in him through the bitter life. Let's pray the prayer that Roz gives us at the end of the chapter. Almighty God, forgive us for the bitterness in our hearts, for the times our anger has been directed at you, for the grudges we have held, and for the way we have doubted your loving care. Help us to forgive as you have forgiven us. Teach us to love with the love you have shown us. Fill us with joy and delight in the good you have done us, that we may live in your grace every day. Amen.